I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. Has it really been a week since we've recorded? <laughs> I know. It feels so much longer. It really does. It's because we do other things that we feel aren't that important other than this. Whoa, there's two pens on my tablet right now. I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. No, I just don't know. what this, this can't be. I don't even know what that is. Well, just in case you lose one, you got another one. It's plausible. For <laughs> sure. It's always better to have two. Oh, sure. If one pen is good, then two must be excellent. It's like with everything in life. If one boob is great, two must be spectacular. <laughs> yeah, because I was totally going in another direction. So that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Well, I have a joke for you. Okay. Okay. What happened when the werewolf swallowed a clock? I don't know. He got ticks. <laughs> that is cute and clever. I couldn't help it. Uh, I have one for you. I'm ready. It's not werewolf related, though. Okay, it's fine. What does a vampire never order at a restaurant? I don't know. What? A steak sandwich. <laughs> like S-T-A-K-E. Also, hold the garlic. And the garlic. <laughs> oh, I love these jokes. Oh, they're so bad. <laughs> they are, but they're so good. I'm pretty sure we have accidentally repeated one of them. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming. I'm just oh, okay. Kidding. I think that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. At some point, we're going to run out. Probably. And we're going to have to start over. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but anyway, people enjoy them, so it's fine. Indeed. Um, <laughs> so shall oh we have ghouls news we first. do have ghouls news Ghoul kitty fx oh, shop sorry. is live yay please go check them out yes yeah, so on um, slight delay in getting open um but they have just actually launched their new collection with a k because it's very clever because kitty mm. with a k i like it get it Mm -hmm. yeah it's awesome <laughs> um but they have just launched a special 420 collection woo woo. for those that like to partake my company drug tests so i'm out but for the rest of you get on it and the stuff's really cute even if you don't partake i like it i don't partake but i like the i'm still stuff. gonna get myself some extra stuff he has a collection is bomb the yeah. the heart earrings with the flames you know on them. that's what i'm gonna get oh my god they are so <laughs> cute i even like the ones with the little leaves on them oh yeah yeah yeah. those it, are also very cute it's very artfully done so mm -hmm. even if you do not partake it's it's not like you know just a bunch of cannabis leaves all over everything it's actually really artfully yeah. done really pretty so definitely check them out and don't forget to use our code squad ghouls for 15 percent off of your order yes um or you can use our our the link directly from our website uh so www.squadghouls.com subtle plug uh and there is a link to the website from there yes so please check them out also follow on instagram yeah for all the updates yeah so exciting indeed okay and now we've got booze news yes <gasps> booze news booze news okay oh yeah the first one's me mm -hmm. <laughs> okay so yaroslav kalfar's 2017 novel spaceman of bohemia is getting a feature film adaptation from netflix because Ooh. netflix is doing everything pretty much <laughs> and the rap uh, reported that carrie mulligan from promising young woman has signed on Adam Sandler is also starring in the film and set to be directed by Johan Rennick, who did Chernobyl. Mm. So the details um, about the film, it says the film stars Sandler as an astronaut sent to the edges of the galaxy to, to collect an ancient, mysterious dust. I don't know why, but... Because <laughs> what else is Adam Sandler doing with his I, life right now? Right, just collecting ancient, mysterious dust, Well, I guess. he himself is collecting dust, so <laughs> it only makes sense. The shade. <laughs> um, Sips drink. 
But as life on Earth begins to crumble, he turns to a creature from the beginning of time that is lurking aboard his ship to help save humanity. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, Carrie Mulligan will be playing his wife. I do love Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, I, I do like her. Her, um, if you didn't see her on SNL a couple of weeks ago. I did. She was really funny. Um, but um, Colby Day wrote the adaptation and producers include Channing Tatum. Hey, yo. So this is interesting. I, I, like, I like where it's going. All right. And so Mike Flanagan news. Um, <laughs> I do love Mike Flanagan as well. I know. I knew you would like this one. So while we wait for Mike Flanagan and Leah Fong's Netflix series, The Midnight Club, um, an adaptation of Christopher Pike's novel, we've learned um, that Flanagan has set up another adaptation of Pike's work. So Ooh. there's more. <laughs> so Flanagan's next movie will be The Season of Passage. So this is another of Pike's sci-fi horror novels, and this was published in 1993. So Mike Flanagan is directing and also co-writing the screenplay with his brother, James. I so- feel like I read this a million years ago, but I'm like trying to scramble back through the archives of my brain. <laughs> to remember <laughs> well i remember they talked about the midnight club because i know we mentioned that oh no 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 i read um the oh, season but... passage oh okay well maybe they're just releasing more details on it possibly i don't know oh no 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 i'm just meaning like i've i remember oh. reading that book at some point but I'm oh the like, book oh yeah, but i'm trying to <laughs> scroll back through my memory i was to... like i did not read that book i did read the midnight club though i went through a really big like dean coon's yeah. sci-fi phase <laughs> in my adolescence i did too so i'm gonna be honest i did too all, you're all not them alone books <laughs> all them books all them books <laughs> well the plot details are being kept secret however the season of passage centers around celebrity celebrity dr lauren wagner who was involved in a manned expedition to mars and the whole world admired and respected her but Lauren knew fear inside voices entreating her to love them outside the mystery of the missing group that had gone before her, the dead group. Ooh. But were they simply dead or something else? Ooh. Ooh. So Flanagan and uh, Trevor Macy are producing for Intrepid Pictures and Christopher Pike will be executive producing. Exciting. So I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. I'm glad he's involved, as it should be. (laughs) In Morgan's news, I just won this really sweet April Johnson Project Runway fabric. What? I I won eight yards of it on eBay for $40. I'm going to make, like, the most (gasps) bomb spooky jumpsuit out of it. Oh, my God. Purple and orange and black and white dots. And it's really groovy. Ooh, I'm looking. (sighs) You just won it. Yeah, for 40 bucks. Congratulations. Eight, yard, eight, eight yards of fabric. Congratulations. Stretch knit. Like it. That's normally like 14 more. bucks a yard. Yeah, I was going to say more than that. <laughs> eight yards. All right. Woo-hoo. Anyway. Um, you okay. can teach me your skills. <laughs> Safe searches. <laughs> I know. I don't Safe do that. Safe searches on eBay. Um, so don't hate me. I have actually three because there's one that I'm really excited about that okay. I uh, got a little twitter alert for while we were eating dinner oh uh so i did yeah, i'm so excited okay uh remember the movie under wraps yes from uh disney channel from 97 yeah. it's getting a remake oh my gosh is it gonna be scarier uh, I, hope. I don't know okay but um christian j simon from and these are all children's shows so i really have I don't know how to child, so I don't know who these people are. Um, but Christian J. Simons in it, uh, Malachi Barton, Sophia Hammonds, and Phil Wright are going to star. Um, so it's obviously centered around a mummy and takes place on Halloween. Ooh. Um, and I th- that's what we know so far. It's just going to be a reimagined remake, but I can't wait. Oh my gosh, I loved this movie. You know, Disney Channel had some great original movies. They did. uh, Back when we were kids. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the movie Don't Look Under the Bed that was about the Boogeyman? Yes. That was legit scary when I was a kid. 
I loved it, though. Oh, it was great. I watched it all but the time. But I also never, like, looked under the bed. But I also <laughs> love that the boogeyman, the boogie person, was a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, don't piss us off. <laughs> Whatever you do. Um, okay. And then in other news, uh, Blumhouse and the Vigil director Keith Thomas's upcoming remake of Firestarter with Zac Efron has started film or is going to start filming in June. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? I actually. I'm excited. Really like Zac Efron. I mean, I, I did not, disclaimer, I did not watch the High School Musical movies. Neither did I. And I know that that's where everyone originally knows him from. I did not I, watch that. I like him after all that. I really liked <laughs> him in The Greatest Showman, even though The Greatest Showman did a really great job of covering up what a horrible racist P.T. <laughs> Barnum was. Like, I know. <laughs> really? <laughs> we were way too nice to him in that movie. But he anyway. mistreated all of those um, circus actors. <laughs> yep. Steps off of Soapbox. Um, but I really loved him in that. Um, he's been great in everything else I've seen. I actually really liked him as Ted Bundy in the the movie. I did too. That he, oh God, I don't remember the name of it. I really liked him in it. Um, I It was more of obviously his girlfriend's story than his. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't like the movie itself, but I did like his uh portrayal of bundy um but yes so obviously it uh centers around the department of scientific intelligence um and they never anticipated that two participants in the research program would marry and have a child and charlie mcgee inherited pyrokinetic powers from his parents and now the government's trying to capture young charlie and harness her powerful skills as a weapon um, so now we actually have some teasers that they're, it's going to sport people's heads catching on fire and their faces melting off. I'm Ooh. here for this. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. This is going to be great. I know. I'm, I'm super stoked on this. Um, and then lastly, sorry, this is my third one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm super excited about this. There's going to be a Meg 2. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Fun facts. I read, it, well, I can't say I read. I listened to the first book <laughs> of the, the Meg. Oh, I'm talking about the movie. I know, but I'm, I was letting you know, I, I listened to the book. Oh. And I'm, I started the second one. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, continue. Yeah, there's going to be uh, a second movie, and I'm super excited for this, and I actually sent it to my mother because I took my mother to go and see the first one in theaters. Oh, you did? Yeah, because, you know, ironically enough, my mother, who has a graduate degree, who has is a she is a doubly Pulitzer Prize nominated journalist. Uh, she has traveled around the world covering news stories. She is so cultured and so worldly. My amazing mother loves creature features. <laughs> like has seen all of the Sharknado movies all oh, the way no. up to twelve or whatever they're on. I draw oh, the yeah. line there. Oh yeah, like like <laughs> Mega Croc versus Giant Piranha. She's all about it. Like she has seen every <laughs> shitty low budget creature feature on the face of the planet. And it's so ironic that my wonderful, brilliant, cultured, worldly mother loves creature features it's so funny i wouldn't think your mom would like any of those movies no but i took her to see the first meg and she loved it we had a great time uh so i sent her this today when i found out that there's gonna be another one uh so i sent that over and uh it's also gonna have jason statham in it uh just like the first one so it should be interesting and this one is based on uh the meg a novel of deep terror um so it, the first film obviously tells of the extinct, massive, 75-foot-long prehistoric shark. It actually didn't do as bad on Rotten Tomatoes as a lot of other movies have, a lot of other yeah. creature features has. It uh, earned 46%. Uh, but yeah, it's, hey, it's a fun movie. Yes, I, I did see the first one. It was good. But yeah, I just had to throw that note in there and listen to the book. <laughs> so... I'm prepared for the second movie now. <laughs> it's going to be good. Well, continuing on with our section of New Year Who This, just sharing some some new 
I would say like vendors, uh, small businesses, and also just some like cool organizations that maybe you should check out. So um, I'll go first. <laughs> I found this really cool um, website and I actually saw it because I was watching Shark Tank. It's guilty pleasure. I'm I'm not proud of it. Um, <laughs> but I'm just like I just like watching it. Anyway, so they were trying to push this thing. It's called Bat B and B. I love bats. I, and this is why I put it in there. <laughs> I love bats. So it so for those of you who don't know, if you put this little bat B and B up, it is a natural solution for backyard pests. Pests, and it provides a safe habitat for bats. So bats are under a threat all over the world and they need our help. And the bat B&B offers a perfect home for them to raise their pups and stay safe from predators. And people kind of have this idea that bats are vicious monsters, but that's not true. No, they're excellent pollinators. They are. And, you know, in, in reality, bats actually avoid people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people I don't, don't blame them. Same. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We are bats. Maybe I'm a um, bat. <laughs> they, you know, they sleep during the day and they hunt pests at night. So we have to treat them with respect and they'll be your best neighbors. So I was thinking about you in this and I was like, I think I want to buy Sarah one of these so she'll have like a pet bat coming to visit her. <laughs> I love that. So a common bat can eat um, a thousand of insects in a single night, making them the perfect substitute for nasty pesticides. So you don't have to use sprays. No, and fuck spiders. Bats I are know. way cooler. They eat when they eat spiders too. So they eat everything from beetles to mosquitoes. And they're little sky puppies. They are. They're so cute. They're adorable. And they'll have babies in this bat B and B. Oh my goodness. I'm just saying, I think I need to get you one. And the, the great part about this is that they worked with um, Merlin Tuttle's organization, um, the uh, Merlin Tuttle's Bat Conservation, and they kind of helped them put this together to make the best possible home that, you know, everybody could be a part of. And actually, some of the proceeds actually go to the, the conservation Aww. to help save the environment with oh, the baddies. Bats. So, Yeah. You know, the other thing that pisses me off is, I, I'm sure because you live in the same city that I do, you have the same problem. Uh, but those dickwads from the city that come around to put the little uh, traps on your trees, the little sticky traps, mm-hmm. I rip them shits down as soon as the truck yeah, wheels get off Yeah, don't hurt the bats. No, they're terrible because little bats fly in them and they get stuck to the sticky traps and then they die because they can't yeah. get out. Um, so if you have those around fucking rip them down yes it's terrible it's awful please would you want to starve or dehydrate to death on sticky paper no well neither does a bat so there you have it (laughs) there you go so check out bat bnb um it's just batbnb.com and then also you can visit uh merlintuttle.org and you can find out more um information and research about bats and you can make um a donation to their organization to help um, any bat-related advocacy efforts? I'm going to order one. <laughs> Wait, no, I said I was going to order you one. <laughs> oh, I can have two. You can never have too many bat bandies. I'm like... <laughs> oh, how cool. Isn't it cool looking? Yeah. And they show you, like, if you keep scrolling, it, it shows you how it works and how they, you know, can save their babies, the pups. Oh, oh, and I've got that big shed in the backyard. Well, there you have it. <gasps> oh, to enter from the bottom, landing in the pad, and interior surfaces have groups that all about. Oh, my goodness, they can hang upside down. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, oh. I knew you were going to love this. I just, I love bats. I know, and that's why I had to talk about it, and because I saw it on Shark Tank in me going down the rabbit hole and not sleeping. How so. much does one cost? I didn't look. Ooh. Oh, they well, they have a variety of prices. Oh, okay. So they range from one hundred and nine dollars all the way up to five seventy five. Oh, um, so they're big bat B and Bs on there. <laughs> well, I think this five seventy five one does not qualify as a bat B and B. I feel like that that's a bat four seasons. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you want to bat Four Seasons at your house. Because that's about what a cheap night at the Four Seasons costs. Yeah, and that's like if there's a discount. That's if, yeah, that's if you're on hotels tonight. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and they're in real need to book a room. Yeah, and they got shirts and things. Oh, yeah. They got some cool stuff. Oh, they got swag. <laughs> Ordering. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so cute. I love it. Every time I mention something in this section, you're going to the website and buying stuff. Hey, if I don't already know about it. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, my uh, shop that I picked to highlight is from our very best ghoul friend. Yay! Ms. D. Bagel Daniela. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has started a hair flower business called Florals and Flutters. Yay! Yeah, and she's got an Etsy shop. And the reason why I mention it is uh, she actually makes spooky flowers. She made me the cutest freaking black it's flower. so cute. It's so cute that has a white bat in it. Um, so she takes custom orders. She's got an Etsy shop open right now. Um, she just she, made one with a pink bat in it too. Oh, dude! And I and I told her because <laughs> uh, I wanted to do a photo shoot with this big flower crown, and I sent her pictures of it. She's like, "Well, what colors do you want?" Well, just surprise me. And she made me this enormous thing it's that is so beautiful, exactly what I envisioned. It's gorgeous. Ugh. It's got flowers hanging down. I'm like, nailed it, girl. Yeah, nailed it. She's super talented. Um, I'm very jealous of that that crown. I'm gonna have to get friend. one. I'm gonna have to get one. Yep. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she does. So she takes custom commissions, but she also has an Etsy shop for you to poke around in. Um, definitely support her as a small business. And she's also one of our very best school friends and we love her dearly. So yes. please check her out. Etsy florals and flutters. Oh, she's also got an Instagram too, where she posts stuff. So you can DM her there if you want something custom and she can make pretty much anything, but she has some really great spooky flowers that she makes. Yes. They're so great. Since and you probably see us wear a whole bunch of them already. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> definitely. Please go and support. Hell yeah. Get on those small businesses. Big businesses don't need our money anymore. Jeff Bezos does not need your help. <laughs> exactly. He he doing fine. <laughs> He's doing just fine. If his wife can leave him and become the third richest woman in the world, <laughs> he fine. For real. He just fine. Oh man. Uh so today we're doing a movie review. Yeah, we are. Yay. And we are going to discuss uh, the Blumhouse Hulu series Into the Dark. And it is the last installment of the second season. And it is titled Blood Moon. (laughs) Fun fact. Really fast. The next Blood Moon is on May 26th. Oh, is it really? Mark your calendars. Some spooky shit's going to happen on May 26th. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I had to look that up, though, just to just to check, you know. So, yes. Yeah, so, today we're going to talk about the uh, Into the Dark uh, series with uh, Blumhouse on Hulu. And we're going to talk about The Blood Moon. <laughs> Yay! So, uh, this uh, came out. This is the second, I mean, in this... Blah, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I am not editing that out. <laughs> I hope you keep it. I, I am keeping it. Everybody knows I can't talk, so it's fine. No, girl, you do. <laughs> so this is the second season. Um, and this is actually the last installment of the season. And it was released on March 26th. And um, just so you know, if you have the Hulu subscription, of course, it is free to watch or also free to watch if you borrow it from a friend. Which I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, if um, for those of you who didn't hear our um, tentacles um, episode, that was also part of the Into the Dark um, series. And basically, they for the energy into the dark, they will release a new episode, and it kind of revolves around uh, a holiday for that month. So when we did Tentacles, that was the Valentine's Day yes. um, episode, and this one I totally thought it was Mother's Day, but it's not. No. <laughs> It no, is not. No, it's not. It is not. No. No. <laughs> no, no, that's so cute that you thought that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. That was in my mind because, well, I'll get into a little bit of the story and you'll see why. But anyway, that was my thought. No, no, no. You're all good, babe. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's still available to watch. And the rest of the the second season, of course, is there. And the first season's there. 
So you can watch all of these movies still. Yeah. Please uh, check them out. <laughs> and this one was actually the last episode in season two. Right. Very, very last. Um, so that's it. Until the next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this one actually saw, uh, stars Megalyn Ekikunwoke. As, I'm so glad you practiced that because oh, I was girl, trying. I, I totally did. <laughs> um, as Esme Rawls. And so I just had some notes for things that you as a horror fan may have seen these actors in before. Um, so she was actually in Damien and The Following. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's where I recognized her from. Yeah. The Following. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, And she's also done a ton of other stuff too. She was also in uh, 24, I think. Oh, okay. For a minute. She was in for a couple seasons. Nice. Um, Jonas Kibrib, who plays her son, Luna Rawls. Uh, he's done a couple of things, too, but again, nothing horror-related. Okay. Uh, Joshua Dove, who plays Sam, the guy from the diner that hires her. Mm-hmm. He was in Westworld, which, uh, if you haven't seen Westworld, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, you need to watch I it. I love that show. I feel like we kind of talk about that, maybe. We no have. no i said we could talk oh about we it. could like an episode yeah, yeah yeah just in general yeah for the sci-fi people yeah <laughs> um marco rodriguez who plays um the guy at the hardware store miguel who eventually comes and helps esme later on in the movie uh so he was he's been in a lot of horror stuff so he was in the crow back in you know 92 <laughs> right i was like back 92, then. 93 93 <laughs> mm-hmm. um Velvet Bus saw American Horror Story 1984 and The Crooked Man. Oh. Uh, Gareth Williams, who plays the super pervy sheriff that is, yeah. I, just I would to not be. want to play that role. No, <laughs> he was terrible. total jackass. Yeah. Uh, so he's been in Mindhunter and The Cell. And Jack Yang, who plays Joseph Rawls, Luna's father and Esme's husband, was in Shadowhunters and Lucifer. I was going to say, I've seen him in quite a bit. Yeah, he's done several things. Yeah. Not just uh, horror related, but those are the horror related things that he's been in. Well, cool. Well, I'll get into a little bit of the plot. And and just for you guys that don't know, we um, no longer tell you that Tony Stark dies. Nope. (laughs) I miss saying that though, even though I'm, I always preface it. You can still say it. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to tell you a little bit, but I'm not going to tell you the end. If that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Like other people like to run. Um, (laughs) Like it used to be us. Right. (laughs) So you only have to fast forward a little bit. I'm not going to tell you like the whole thing, but just kind of the gist. So anyway, so we open up uh, to Esme and she's all bloody. She's got this like tranquilizer gun (laughs) and you're just trying to figure out what the heck's going on. And then you notice um, she starts to get her baby out of this steel cage. Now, did you notice that, (laughs) and having watched a couple of these things now, Mm -hmm. I'm noticing that they all start the same. Yeah. Like, there is a total, I'm totally jumping ahead, I'm sorry. No, No, it's okay, because I I totally knew what you were going to (laughs) say. Yeah, every single one of these into the dark, because with the one that I watched today, the Uncanny Mm. Annie one, same thing. They all blow their load in the beginning. And then... Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. No, no, no. Please leave it. Sorry. Because it's true. There's always something super crazy that happens at the very beginning so that you're like, ooh, let me watch. And then it's a super slow burn. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, okay. that's definitely what happened here. Sorry. For sure. No, but I love the way you said that. No, because it, I apologize. They, they have been like, because Tentacles was like that too. Yeah. Um, and then when I watched Best Friend, it's yeah. the same thing. Like, I always feel like they're trying to grab you and then they're like, oh, we're just going to like take a little break and like, you're going to be bored for a minute and then we're going to put you back into it. Like right at the end. Well, and you know what I, what I really love? Because I compare this. Oh my God. There is a sp- spider in here where right there oh no (laughs) you guys this uh, let me let me tell you something if if you if you don't know oh don't miss please don't miss fuck man it's way up yeah don't no don't don't miss (laughs) don't miss we're gonna have to burn the whole studio (laughs) 
I hope you're not going to edit this out. Uh, just so you guys know, um, Sarah is now getting on a chair. To to try to kill the spider, it's moving. Jared. <laughs> we are now calling uh, Jared for assistance. Is it dead? It's just stuck there. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Thank you, Jared, for saving the day. He killed the spider. Yay! Oh, you're amazing. You're <laughs> you have an amazing husband. Dude, don't I know it? <laughs> you think I keep him around? One day, one day, maybe. For better or for worse, in all my spiders that he has to kill. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> I will cut that down. <laughs> so, it's really funny, though. Okay, so getting back into this big grand opening scene Uh so (laughs) esme is covered in blood she's getting her baby out of a cage and we're trying to figure out what the heck is going on what's happening here yeah and then she comes down the stairs and there's just a body (laughs) just sitting there and she just runs out it's fine it's everywhere (laughs) so yeah so she's like you know getting her kid out of there and then they jam out and then next thing you know we're jumping ahead and you know her kid luna is about eight or nine (laughs) and um you can tell that they have this really really strong bond and you know she is you know very just very motherly she overprotective as fuck. Like, super overprotective. But, I mean, my, my mom was kind of like that. I mean, so was mine. So, I mean, I get it. And th- maybe that's why I just thought it was a Mother's Day movie. Because I'm thinking just, like, she's doing all these, like, really extra motherly things. And so I thought, like, that was kind of the story's focus. Is just how far a mother's love can go. I don't know. That's kind of what it took. Anyway, getting too far ahead. <laughs> so we we jump ahead and they are um, moving into a new town. And, you know, of course, the first question she makes sure to ask is there a basement? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I'm like, that is that's not the first question I ask. Um, you are clearly also not in California. Exactly. Because that's not a thing. No basements here. Unless you work where I work. Because that's where my office is. It's in the no, basement. Your your office is not in the basement. It's in the wine cellar. It's close to the wine cellar. That's but different. the area is called the basement. But it's a wine cellar. Sort of. I'm not in the wine cellar. I am next built, to it. It's built for the purpose of being a exactly. wine cellar. Yes. Tasting we room. Because we don't, we don't got basements out here. No, we don't. But Very few tornadoes in California. Yeah. We'll call it basement slash wine cellar. <laughs> Mother Nature will not remove your house from the earth. She'll just swallow it whole. Right. <laughs> we got different problems. Exactly. <laughs> so they uh, move into this new town and it's like totally out in the sticks and, you know, but again, she has her basement, so she is very happy. <laughs> so the first thing Esme does, she hits the hardware store, you know, where she orders like uh, you know, a mess of materials and, you know, she's got to weld all this stuff together and, you know, she just, you know, gets all this ordered and the store owner, you know, he's like, you know, being really nice to her and, you know, he lets her know, she lets him know like, hey, you know, I can't pay you right now. <laughs> I would have been pissed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I showed up with all of that. And it, I mean, and when you guys watch this movie, it's a lot. Like a ton, a huge, heavy load of stuff that's $350 and homegirls, oh, I'll pay you later. Like, (laughs) that does not happen. No, but also... I mean, maybe in small towns, I don't know, but like, that just doesn't happen. No. It's, yeah, it's weird. Anyway, (laughs) so she like, you know, tells them, you know, her name is Sarah and um you know that all this stuff is for a chicken coop i'm like yeah this is a real strong chicken uh, chicken chickens what kind of chernobyl chickens are you putting in here (laughs) and then um she goes into town looking for a job and she sees a sign um at a local bar little and then she meets a guy named sam um who agrees to hire her and pay her cash and um to let her have the 21st off for some mysterious reason (laughs) um you know and also, please don't hit on me, which, I mean, that should be a given because, you know, 
it's a workplace. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Esme homeschools Luna. You know, she doesn't hire a babysitter. And even though she works late, um, but she basically doesn't want anybody around him so again she's like super duper protective of him um you know like he even gets scared and hides under the covers like playing his video games and stuff till his mom gets home um but the uh the 20th comes around and you know of course the moon stops waxing and starts waning and you know then we see luna staring down (laughs) bloody hamburger in the fridge as you do yeah i mean when i'm hungry that's what i do well yeah but this is every night this is not when the moon is beginning to be full (laughs) this is me all the time (laughs) um so of course being an awesome mother that she is esme uh goes out under the cover of darkness and slaughters a cow um in a field for some fresh meat um and then of course we got these two local cops um uh, who stop her but she actually meets them at the uh the bar that she works at and you know they make a very uh rude comment to her and um she kind of threatens them with like murder <laughs> which is probably what i would have done too mm-hmm. <laughs> um but they stop her and she just tells them it's recyclables and they actually believe her and i was just like Oh, huh, we're not gonna look in the bag? Okay, that's fine. Right, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> get her out of the car and frisk her and treat her like garbage, but it's like, yeah, these this random humongous bag in the back, sure, whatever. It's I was just like, it's so weird. And then that was the other thing in here too, is that I found out like it, I found that she was like all the men, like they were just like so attracted to her. And I don't know if it's cause she was like the new person in town. Or, like, she was just kind of, like... One, she's new. Two, she's a really beautiful I mean, she's beautiful. Yeah. But I felt like she's, just like, exuding this, like... <laughs> this sexual magnetism that everybody's just, like, coming at her, you know? <laughs> but, well, anyway. So, she's able to get away with this. And, um... And then she comes back and we see her you know, kind of, you know, reading to Luna to calm him down. But we also notice that he is locked in a cage. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know what your thought was, but I was just like, oh, okay. Like, we know what's going on here. Oh, yeah. This movie was (laughs) super predictable. Yeah. I I mean, the child is named Luna. (laughs) There's a full moon. Like, hmm, wonder what's going to happen next. Right. So clearly she's reading to him and, you know, trying to keep him calm. And you can hear him making these noises. And, you know, obviously here we are on the 21st and... You know, she starts hearing him change, so she stops reading, and then she stays awake holding her tranquilizer gun. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, man. I mean, but we... And then we we learn a little bit about um, Luna's father. Um, just a little bit, and I wish they would have added a little bit more um, background on this, but we learn that he has this same affliction, and so Esme got pregnant early in their relationship. And then, um, so this is passed on now to Luna and, you know, she's got to deal with it. Um, <laughs> so of course the, the town residents, they, you know, they kind of quickly realize that something isn't right with them and, you know, they're just, you know, keeping to themselves and it's weird. And so, throughout the movie they kind of have to like you know fight for survival and you know and Esme is you know doing her best to conceal um you know what is happening with Luna and you know basically just being a mother and just protecting him from society because society sucks um (laughs) but that's like the whole round and I like I said I won't give away the the ending but yeah (laughs) <laughs> there we go <laughs> my my uh short condensed um little plot summary because mine have been too long <laughs> so <laughs> um but um but as i mentioned before so i looked up a little um little uh not history but information about the blood moon because i didn't know how like how it happens 
I don't know if you do. I know you do a lot of science stuff. I do. So I think you would know. <laughs> I'm a whore for science. Uh, so for those that don't know, uh, a blood moon happens when the Earth's moon is in a total lunar eclipse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the moon is fully in the Earth's shadow, and at the same time, a little bit of light from the Earth's uh, sunrises and sunsets falls on the surface of the moon, and because the light waves are stretched out, they look red. And when this red light strikes the moon's surface, it also appears red. Hence the blood moon isn't science cool it is really cool <laughs> when i read that i'm like that's awesome that's why, but, that's why i bought my niece a little microscope and she's four <laughs> i love that you did that <laughs> but what's cool is that it, it's so funny because like the blood moon is always used you know in horror movies as this like horrible like when it happens horrible things happen <laughs> like especially in this movie obviously and then of course horror story roanoke you know, that's when the spirits came. And practical magic. Yes, and practical magic. I mean, there's so many. I feel like what, there's another one. Um, it, wasn't it also in that werewolf movie with Jack Nicholson? The Blood Moon? Probably. I feel I feel like it was, but there's so many. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it, it's it's so funny how it always has this like, you know, like menacing, menacing imagery <laughs> that, mm-hmm. oh no, it's the Blood Moon. We have to like, <laughs> we have to watch out. <laughs> But you know what's crazy is like Luna, you know, with the affliction, it wasn't like so scary. I don't know. I think I expected a little bit more with it. Um, I thought they were going to amp it up a little bit this more. This movie but was not even remotely scary. No. <laughs> like not not in any stretch of any imagination. It was, <clears throat> there was yeah. not a minute of this movie that was scary. Well, the thing is like when a person usually in werewolf movies when they become a werewolf unless you were talking about twilight (laughs) but usually in werewolf movies it's not them it's like another it's a creature it's another creature it's not that person anymore so they don't have like the thought process of like you know of like i'm just gonna eat whoever is in my sight Furthermore, the werewolf only responds to the call of its own kind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Insert Hermione Granger here. So I was, um, I don't know, they kind of like, they didn't make him like a complete like werewolf monster to me. He's not even remotely a monster. Right. He's a damn wolf. <laughs> right. Like... <laughs> I thought he was going to, like, terrorize the whole town. (laughs) Well, okay, so let's talk about that. Because I was, I really wanted more from this movie. Me too. I And I'm noticing with all of, okay, so let's back this up. Back in the early to mid 2000s, there was this wonderful series that we've talked about a couple times called Masters of Horror. Yep. And that is what this Into the Dark series longs to be. I loved the Masters of Horror series. Me too. I wish they'd bring it back. Me too. And there were only (laughs) two seasons. um, But it was everybody. And and it was a different, you know, and I feel like that's what's kind of missing. Because this is very, um, this series to me so far is very tropey. It phones it in. It uses cheap imagery. Mm Mm-hmm half-assed storylines um really not thoughtfully drawn out plots um and there are some things about these movies that i really like like the uncanny annie one that i was telling you about today yeah i think i'm gonna go back and watch horror jumanji i mean (laughs) what an amazing idea like who is i when i read the description i'm like boom this is gonna be amazing but same thing, they phoned it in. Yeah. Um, and I'm noticing that what made Masters of Horror so great is that every single episode was written and directed by a different horror great. So you had Dario Argento, John Carpenter, Toby Hooper, um, Tashiki Miki. Uh, I, I mean, you had everybody. Yeah. Um, And each episode was really strong on its own. So I don't know if because these are all done under the Blumhouse umbrella, they're like, here, here's your freaking fill in the blank template. Mm -hmm. You need to 
completely explode in the first part and then <laughs> that's so great like it's i mean i mean I, they're so predictable yeah um when i feel like that the same when we watch tentacles exactly it was kind of the same uh you know that that just the same like thought process they're like we're gonna like bring pull you in with all this and then it's gonna get really slow and boring in the middle and then we're gonna have kind of a cool ending but then you're gonna be left feeling a little bit dissatisfied yeah and (laughs) you know what i was really hoping for especially so there's a scene where uh the kid breaks out or Mm -hmm. or no no the kid doesn't break out um he doesn't he goes to the party oh that's because right yes he, he leaves mom while mom's at work and once she tells him not to go to this party he goes anyway because you know that's what kids do yep myself included i mean <laughs> not, we not, all pretend we all kind of did it yeah um and mom goes and finds him and she's pissed and she tries to bring him back doesn't get back in time uh they end up in a car accident and um he goes on a rampage and mom unfortunately is knocked unconscious in the car so by the time she finds him and takes him home he doesn't remember any of what happened nope um so mom frantically is packing up because she doesn't know what happened and she knows that they just need a gtfo so (laughs) she's watching the news and then they finally see that um an entire um herd of cattle has been slaughtered yes not just slaughtered they've been ripped to pieces (laughs) and there are actual pieces all over the place in in these shots so here's my big letdown the big reveal of the wolf is so yeah ridiculously and absurdly disappointing this is a wolf like you would see in alaska or the zoo I mean, this is so like the ones I saw at Arizona. Exactly. These are the wolves of Arizona. <laughs> this is not a werewolf that is capable of tearing the leg off of a fully grown cow. Well, maybe they wanted to do something different, which and I maybe, can appreciate. Wait, and maybe they didn't want to have this big like movie makeup werewolf like we've like we're used to seeing. I don't know. Sure, which which I appreciate. And look, I'm not saying that horror movies are the most accurate and plausible things right. on the face of the planet, because Lord knows they are not. <laughs> no. <laughs> that being said, at least try. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just feel like with a lot of these into the dark, it, it just, and maybe because it's on Hulu. I don't know. Maybe if they were, did something like this on like HBO Max or... I don't know just something that i feel like they can get away with a little bit more being a little more risque a little um, more gory hello girl uh i don't the know people or the united states versus billy holiday is oh, on hulu that's you want to talk risque never mind <laughs> never mind i forgot about that there's bush <laughs> yeah there is okay. there's bush <laughs> well i mean i know they they rate things ma and all that but <sighs> Well, and this had Blumhouse know, but I behind just, it too. Well, that's yeah, why I'm and really that's disappointed. Why, well, and I feel like I'm just a little confused because it's just like, did they just give them this format? Like, it was very. We want it. We want it to be scary, but like, not not that scary. Like, don't don't make it too scary. It's just super templatized, and that is what I'm really not digging about the series. Having watched a few of them now, I'm mm-hmm. going, come on, like. And now I feel like I mean. It, I mean, it's kind of like not wanting me to watch more, but I also still want to see what the other ones are like. There I don't are know. some other ones that I want to watch, <laughs> and there are some that are rated a little bit higher. Um, so this one has super mixed reviews. Yeah. So there were some that really, really loved it. Um, there were some that really disliked it. There were a lot of, I think RogerEbert.com said that it was the weakest of the series, which is really disappointing because Oof. it closes out the series yeah. as the finale. And it's supposed to be the, it should be the best one. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, but, they really amped it up in the trailers and stuff too, like leading up to this release. So, well, and here, so here's how as an example based on a number scale here's how widely disparaged the ratings are this is why no phones are allowed in the studio sorry <laughs> it slid off <laughs> um imdb has it at 4.6 out of 10 and rotten tomatoes has it at 89 percent mm. 
I'm more leaning toward the IMDb rating, personally. Yeah. I mean, okay, so I can say this. I did really enjoy the acting from um, Megalyn and, and Jonas. I thought their connection was really good. I think that's what I liked most about the movie. Like, I actually thought that they were mother and son. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, other than that, like, it was okay. <laughs> well, I, you know, the one thing that actually really intrigued me, so I did a little bit of digging on it, um, was the soundtrack. Oh. Because, the, and I'm, because I'm a musician, I try to pay, or, and I just feel like I notice how the score fits into the film mm-hmm. and kind of enhances the story. Yeah. So, Jay Wadley was actually the composer for this film. Oh, okay. And he did a really great job of sampling the music differently so Mm -hmm. he recorded it in 5.1 which is surround sound um and he did it at a really high sample rate for example when we record our podcast it's at a really low sample rate ah yes um and then he but he recorded it at a high sample rate so he could slow it down um and then once he had it there, he could kind of manipulate the sound and stretch out the playback, lower it a couple of oct- octaves. Um, and then he actually went back through the edit and said that he specifically wanted it to sound organic, but strange. Hmm. And I feel like that's what yeah. he actually did. Yeah, no, he definitely accomplished that. Yeah. And he used different types of inf- instruments to represent the pull of the moon getting stronger for luna so he used synths to represent the tides and the waves and then as the movie kind of progresses and as his transformation progresses mm-hmm. he starts adding in guitar um to make it a little more menacing and Ultimately, he had specifically said this is a woman who's trying to take care of her son and protect mm-hmm. him. So he wanted to still have an emotional feel to it. Yeah. So I, I actually found that really, really interesting because the to me, the score was the best part of the movie. <laughs> um. I can I can agree with you on that. I did enjoy the the score for sure. Yeah. Um, he did a really good job, you know, again, like kind of pulling us in <laughs> a little bit to a, a story that's. I don't know, maybe not so climactic. So <laughs> Yeah, and you know, in in Blumhouse's defense, there are only so many ways that you can c- that you can complete a werewolf movie because right. it is just a concept that everyone knows and is aware of. It's been done a million and one times. Mm-hmm. So that being said, yes, Blumhouse, totally get it. You're kind of up against it when you're at the end of your series and you're going, oh, shit, we need to add in a werewolf movie in here yep. somewhere. And um, there you go. And there, there you have it. <laughs> so I get it. You needed to do it and you tried to do it in a creative way. So kudos to them for trying to make it a little bit different. I personally don't feel like it worked, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. And you know what they say about opinions everyone's got one <laughs> exactly um but it was again the whole re- big reveal with the wolf mm-hmm. i'm like man yeah this is not something that could tear a cow apart i mean maybe maybe <laughs> choke it out at the jugular okay but not something that could t- remove a cow's leg from its body um I, it, again, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. I would have appreciated a bigger finale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also would have liked more information on Esme because she's just yeah. this guarded single mom. Clearly, she's seen some shit. Yep. Um, That's for sure. Yeah. And we, but she's just freaking lawyer. Yeah. She was originally a lawyer in her past life. And then as she's moving from town to town, she's either a bartender or a uh, waitress. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, I'm like, lawyer to because waitress. It There's takes a, story a here. lot. Yeah, I was like, it takes a lot to become a lawyer. <laughs> so much reading. Yes. <laughs> so and much reading. And I feel reading. like if I went through all that, I don't know, I would, I would give it up. I would just maybe go into another form of law, maybe. 
that's not like I so mean, crazy. At least be a paralegal or a something. clerk or something. I mean, I don't know about the little towns they've been going to would have room for her, but hey, I mean, everybody needs lawyers. But you know, that's true. Never mind. Um, <laughs> everybody, everybody needs a lawyer. You need a lawyer to handle your personal affairs you need a lawyer to handle when your parents die you need a lawyer for trans i mean you need a lawyer for freaking everything yeah um but i also feel like that like i don't know maybe speaks on her character like you know being a mother like sometimes you do what you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do and she was like you know what i have to protect my son and so there's things I have to give up. Totally get it, but there was zero background <laughs> yeah, about it. And that's I what, I'm, liked that's what my, I'm upset about. Well, one of my notes was I felt like an hour and 22 minutes was a little short because I just wanted more. But I also felt like it was really long. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, I mean, like the middle, yeah. Like it just went on and on and on. Because <laughs> I think we got the point of like what was happening. I get it. The child changes <laughs> into something and, else. And like you were saying, like I... You know, I would have rather them fill that with a more of those, um, you know, cuts to the past. Mm -hmm. Like, they did a little bit, you know, with um, Luna's dad. But, like, it was, like, just enough to leave it to the imagination, I guess. But I wanted to see more of that. I really wanted more backstory on their relationship. Mm -hmm. I really... Because all that we know is that... And, and this is in the middle of the movie. We're not telling you how it ends. Right. Um, all we know is that Luna's dad changed one night and got out and came after Esme. And she had to make a decision because mm-hmm. if he came after her and killed her, there'd be nobody around to take care of her son. Right. So she killed him because she had no choice. Yep. There was, but there was really nothing else about their relationship. There's, a small flashback that's maybe a minute and a half or two minutes on how they met. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's one that's even shorter on her telling him that she's pregnant. That's it. I know. And I was just like, um, I, I need more. Okay. Yeah. I need a little <laughs> more here, but maybe again, that was just maybe a note that they got and maybe they took it out. Maybe people thought it was unnecessary to put more of that in there. I don't know, but I feel like I wanted more. I wanted to see maybe a little bit of like, you know, how many towns did she have to leave before she got to this one or totally because I, I just wanted more. <laughs> well, and they said when, when they arrest her, they said she's wanted in seven different States. I was like, Whoa. And it's like, okay, where was this the whole freaking time? Yeah, where like, was this backflash? Yeah, like, <laughs> I would have loved to have had some of those incidents included. Right. Um, like, I just don't want to assume, but then I also didn't really assume. I'm thinking she just left that one house in the beginning, but clearly that was her, that was Luna's dad. It, yes. I, I think that's what they were alluding to. Oh, yeah. In the beginning. So, um, clearly, there's this big time gap. <laughs> that we missed and i feel like i mean i don't know i felt like they could have done like a just a little bit of back you know um back up on that and just you know tell us a you know a little bit of story about you know she's going from town to town i feel like chris rock and dogma when he's gone jesus goes from 18 to 30 in the bible (laughs) what happened between there (laughs) please title this episode that (laughs) this child goes from zero to 12 or however old he is however old he is like i mean it's yeah yeah i i wanted a lot more well you know pups grow up fast (laughs) i mean that's true just saying peanut's only six but she's really 80 in her head cranky old lady I don't know. I I just feel like I am. I always feel left wanting more with these, um, into the dark episodes. <laughs> and I don't know. If there's a season three, I want them to change it up a bit. I need like, them to bo- like bump it up. Yeah, like a lot. Yeah, don't stick to a real shitty template. Like I, mean, I, I know you don't like the gore. I want a little bit more gore. I want to be scared. I want to be more. Scared. I want some more kind of like pushing the envelope a little bit i mean come on you you showed full frontal 
<laughs> like we just mentioned, mm-hmm. in the Billie Holiday movie. I see Andre Day's bush. <laughs> you, you can I make totally this a little more. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, you can throw in a little more. Maybe because I was just trying to take it out of my mind. Um, I just, and then with, you know, and Blumhouse being, you know, behind this too, like, you know, they've they've released some like you know pretty good movies they have and i'm just kind of confused by yes although i'm noticing though um the more blumhouse i see the more i'm realizing it's very hit and miss for me Mm -hmm. that too Um, but i know they can't always be great but sure sure and they're not always gonna be the worst movies on the face of the planet um you know sometimes they're just meh and for me Mm -hmm. this one was just meh yeah um I don't know. I just wish that if they're going to do a series that they don't stick to this. Here's your here's your coloring sheet. Please color inside the lines and make it really, really pretty. <laughs> um, I wish that they would step outside the box a little bit, mm-hmm. mess around with the layout. It, and it doesn't have to be this like, ridiculous cookie cutter version of it. I'm, gosh darn, I am so disappointed in Halloween Jumanji. Like, I am so <laughs> I disappointed. I gotta watch this now because Ugh. there's so many things they could have done with that. Like, just from you telling me, you know, a little bit of the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's a great idea. And the, the girl that plays Uncanny Annie is just not scary. <sighs> She's just not scary. That's a bummer because... Like, I feel like a lot of their, um, the initial ideas of these episodes are cool. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like my best friend. Yeah. Like, this therapy dog that is, like, really a therapy dog. He's killing the people that are stressing you out. Girl, where do I get one of those? (laughs) I was like, that's like the real therapy dog that we really need. I'm a disappearing problem, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, I love the concepts that they're coming up with, but then they just fall short. It's it's almost like they were pushing these through in a hurry. Yeah, and maybe just because with the pandemic and everything, they were just kind of... But these came out before the oh, pandemic. Oh, that's true. These were 2018 and twenty. Okay, yeah, never mind. That's true. Well, Hulu, Blumhouse, I need you to get it together. <laughs> Step it up. I need to be scared. Go, if back, this go is, back to the locker If this room. is into the dark, I need to be put in the dark. <laughs> I need to be scared. <laughs> because right now, it's, you know, we're in the dusk. <laughs> yeah maybe not even in the dusk like no it's we're like, in the early evening <laughs> yeah it's like four o'clock right <laughs> not during daylight savings i need midnight crazy yeah. shit happening midnight no 3 a.m that's when all the real oh, scary shit happens. there we go blood moon mm-hmm. the real blood moon <laughs> the roanoke blood moon when all the dead people come back to life <laughs> blood moon 3 a.m on halloween right that's what i need well i mean i just hope well i'm gonna watch that one that you mentioned uh, even though you said it it wasn't that good i'm no, still gonna watch it, it just it it's the same thing it's there were some parts of it that i liked like there's a little monster called the prankster whose card that they draw i'm like okay this is good this is getting somewhere this is gonna be and like some of the little games that they're playing i'm like okay this is gonna and and then it just kind of never meh oh it's just that's such never a bummer meh. You know what? We should just make a horror um, series, anthology series. That sounds hard. I mean, it probably is, but I, f- I feel like we have really good ideas. But it's way easier to sit here and be a judgy bitch. Yeah. I like that better. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You're right. As we s- sips tea. Sips tea. <laughs> it's way easier to sit here and just be judgy and not have to do anything. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Oh, man. I don't know. I just thought it'd be cool, but it would be. It is hard. It just sounds hard. Yeah. Let's ask our friend uh, Bill Root over at Seven Hells because he's a <laughs> he's a director. Ah. Let's say, hey man, <laughs> how do we make a movie? <laughs> and is it gonna be real hard? Because we don't we don't we don't want to do it. Sounds hard and sounds like it costs a lot of money. Yeah. If it it's all of those things, we don't want to do it. <laughs> We'll just we'll just act in it. Although the Blair Witch Project was all shot on found footage camera. Oh God, how that movie was listed in any horror film list. It did I don't real know. well at the box office. 
I was laughing through the whole it time. It did real well. It's unfortunate. Yeah, man. <laughs> well. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all we got. Well, if you want to watch these, again, like I said, they are on Hulu in their own little section, Into the Dark, <laughs> Blumhouse, Hulu. Um, there's two seasons up. Um, like I said, this was the, the last one of the second season. So you got a lot of watching to do if you want to catch up on these and and they're check long them out. they are they all range from an hour and 20 minutes to like an hour and 40 i think tentacles was an hour and 40 yeah that was that was an probably- investment <laughs> <laughs> that was a well, time and i just feel like like you said like i just feel like it's that slow burn in the middle um because it always pulls you in at the beginning and then it's super boring which makes it really long in the middle because i feel like if if the action kept going there's only so long i can sit here and <laughs> right. watch softcore porn before i just get bored oh man tentacles anyway dude <laughs> but like Which i said your brain oh god <laughs> it's like the bridgerton i burn for you like Oi vey, if E.L. James wrote a novel taking place during Pride and Prejudice, here we are. <laughs> I burned for you too. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so happy that I made you watch that. Y- y'all know that there's an ointment for that burning problem, right? <laughs> and if it doesn't work, you should see a doctor. <laughs> I don't care what year it is. Oh, anyway, there was a nice butt shot. All right, I'm sorry, I'm done. No, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I think so. Uh, but yeah, go check them out if you want to take a look. See if you I got time. Wa- I want to watch the Pilgrim. I think that the Pilgrim might be better. I've heard so good we things hope. about the Pilgrim. So we hope. God, let's hope. I also heard Tentacles was good. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're saying all of these are good, and then we watch them, and then it's like okay but when i when i hear about the pilgrim i get that rush song the seeker stuck man call me the pilgrim <laughs> i've been searching low and high well i'll i'll watch that one and then we can we can discuss yes but yeah but check them out yes that's all we got yep um be sure to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts don't forget to like or subscribe yes um Follow us on Facebook, or like us on Facebook. Follow us on The Gram. The Gram. Uh, if you have ideas for a show that you would like us to do, or if you have spooky experiences or stories, we like those too. We really like to read those. So send them our way. We'll read them yes. on air. We'd like a ghoul friend corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we can read all the spooky stuff that you experience, or if you would any of the events hopefully coming up soon um we'd like to hear those too yeah let us know there's some stuff there's some stuff happening and if you see us at stuff say hi because we're vaccinated yay vaccine party no more covid cooties (laughs) oh boy (laughs) and also please don't forget to go check out kitty effect shop their shop is open and make sure you use our code squad ghouls to receive 15 percent off and also don't forget that you can go to our website squadghouls.com and you can uh click the link that will take you straight to kitty effect shop and the link i mean the the link (laughs) the code will be attached in your cart woohoo yay that's i think that's it that's it creep it real folks and we'll scare you later Bye -bye. bye